o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. We'll have uh, pole dancing coming up. Our top five favorites to win the Super Bowl in 2025. Top five artists we think should play halftime of the Super Bowl but haven't. And then also uh, top five places we would like to see the Super Bowl played. So if you uh, have some thoughts on that today, you can go over to the team line, text or phone call, 970-242-1340 to uh, get your thoughts in on that today. So um, we'd love to hear from you. We'll have a pole dancing coming up about 840 this morning. Uh, Also have Mav Day brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer located at 1144 North 12th Street in Glenwood. Across uh, the way there from Colorado Mesa. So we'll uh, talk with Chris Hanks as the leadoff weekend with the dinner Thursday night. But uh, the first home game of the season Thursday, which we'll have here on the team, CMU Sports Network, may take on um, Montana State Billings. So uh, we'll talk with Chris Hanks, Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge, and women's coach Taylor Wagner. All right, so that's all coming up on the program this morning. Let's see. We've got some text we want to get to. Kyle has his dad's trait of trying to be the smartest guy in the room. That was said about Mike. Mm-hmm. That, that's a fair criticism. Yeah, that's pretty fair. From Josh. From Josh Allen. Wait. Oh, look. Buffalo Bills quarterback yeah. Josh Allen? Go out of bounds, Josh. Slide. Or is this Jacksonville Jaguars defensive Ooh. lineman uh, Josh Allen? Yeah, that's... Mm. I don't know. Could be either one. Intrigue. Good morning, guys. You guys are absolutely right. The 49ers should have ran the ball more. I think it's important to point out that uh, Mitchell did well when he came in for McCaffrey. They could have used both of them as a one-two punch. I think that's a fair thing to say. yeah. Let's see. This is one from Robert. I I guess I'll throw this in the microwave, heat it up very quickly, and take it out. Did team notice that after a crucial first down pickup by Mahomes, the camera switched to Tay-Tay instead of Mrs. Mahomes? I must say it was poor taste, if not ugly, in the part of CBS. I noticed. I didn't care. I have uh, poor taste. I don't know how. But they, they showed Taylor Swift instead of Brittany Mahomes? They showed the most popular person on the planet <laughs> that's in the building. <laughs> When the team she's cheering for was doing well, oh, my God. I have an iron fist grip on the pearls that I'm clutching. Yeah, I, I just... If it, it bothers it you that much, go for a walk. Is that is that a Taylor Swift problem, Robert? Apparently. That you just, you're one of the people just tired of seeing her. Ugh. Did you feel like you saw her too much Sunday? No. I felt like... I feel okay. like I saw her less of any playoff game. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was just inundated with shots of her up in the suite. And when they did, it was very quick. It was very mm-hmm. brief. It wasn't like the camera stayed there forever. I follow, like, three different pages on Facebook that have to do with, like, flight radar and flight tracking. I saw more of her there than I did during the Super Bowl. Oh, she got some heat about flying the private jet, though. She's got a little, yeah. bit, got a little heat She's about gonna, that. though. Everybody's going Everybody's gonna to get that. All right, so let's uh, take a trip around the NFL this morning. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. 
right, so uh, numbers are out officially for the ratings. Super Bowl 58 uh, made some history. According to the league, 123.4 million across. Seven percent increase from last year's record of 115.1 million, and more than 200 million watched at least some of the game, which the Chiefs, of course, won in overtime. Still, 340 million Americans as of this month. What were the other 140 million doing, by the way? Who knows? That's a pro football talks question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Guess not, not watching the game. Right. Interesting thing too. The attendance for Super Bowl 58, mm-hmm. the third smallest crowd in the history of the Super Bowl. What's, the stadium's not big. That's because I was going to get to that. Sorry. Because the stadium, Allegiant Stadium's, what, seats 67,000? Mm-hmm. It's like the third smallest Super Bowl venue ever. And so if you're the NFL, while it's cool to have it in Vegas, quote a legendary philosopher once upon a time, mm-hmm. Cool to have it in Vegas, but doesn't it suck that it's at a stadium that seats 67,000 people for the NFL's biggest game? Well, so I think it would for any other sport. The reason I don't for the NFL is because I don't feel the NFL. We've talked about this. The NFL doesn't really cater to the in-person fan. And the ticket prices are so exorbitant. Right. But still... You would, you would, I think for the NFL, yeah, we're okay with that. They can live with that, and it's not, it's not a big front burner issue for them. They care about the the audience, the eyeballs on it. I totally agree with you on that, but still, there is the little bit of the optic thing of it's one of the smallest crowds since one of the first two Super Bowls, and but that also speaks to Mark Davis mm-hmm. feeling like that's as that's as big as we need to build this barn. Because we're not sure if we can get more people in. What you would think in Vegas, considering the very transitory nature, it's going to be people that are there on vacation, whatever, to watch maybe their team. Or like if you're a Broncos fan, Mm -hmm. you decide to fly out to Vegas or whatever, that you could could house 75,000 in there. Like I said, it's the NFL, you're right. They're they're not like they're Roger Goodell's not wringing his hands over going. Right. Oh my goodness, we made a horrible decision. It's like, oh, okay, well, I think you can't it, do anything about that. You can't yeah. you can't make the stadium bigger than than what it is. And I think it may point. work the other way too. I think it. What you talked about, you mentioned ticket prices generate demand. It generates artificial demand if there just aren't literally as many seats available as somewhere else, to where you, it. It doesn't make sense. It'll never make sense. But you're more likely to get $9,000 for a ticket at the Super Bowl when there's 64,000 seats as opposed to 79,000 or 82,000 or whatever is anywhere else, right? And I think because of the transitory nature you mentioned to Las Vegas, you're more apt to get someone to travel to Vegas for the Super Bowl than Indy. Yeah, all very true. Minneapolis. So... I think the fact that it's a smaller stadium is kind of a minor point to the NFL because you're going to have more people in town for the NFL experience of the Super Bowl than you might in some other places. Because 
the NFL, they, they don't care about it mm-hmm. being the third smallest Super Bowl in terms of attendance because they're already talking about going back there. Right. If a quarter of a million people parachute into town for a week, I don't think they're going to really be like, yeah. well, we need 10,000 more seats. Goodell said flat out, NFL looks forward to coming back. Yeah. And it is a really nice stadium, whether you like the Raiders or not. Mm-hmm. And... It's a nice stadium. It's centrally located. It's kind of easy to get to. It's in Vegas. It's in Las Vegas. I mean, plenty of hotel rooms around. They're not going to have to park a boat on the river to have people sleep there looking at you, Jacksonville. Nope. You know, the weather's bad. It's fine because there's a lid. Like, And there's so much stuff to do indoors anyway oh, yeah. in there's Las Vegas. There's plenty of stuff to do in Las Vegas. Yeah, so it's not like you're, your people are trapped. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. If you're in Jacksonville or someplace, no offense to the fine right. residents in Jacksonville. but There's only so many Waffle Houses in Jacksonville. So a couple other things. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is your early favorite, by the way, to be the uh, 2024 regular season MVP. That, I think that's very shocking. You bet a dollar, win 70 cents. Yeah. That's how <laughs> obvious that, that one is. Exactly. Uh, also, didn't realize this. Patrick Mahomes sets the record for career Super Bowl fumble recoveries. That's he has not four, good. He has four career Super Bowl fumble recoveries, more than anyone in Super Bowl history. That's not good. He also tied the all-time record with five Super Bowl fumbles. There you go. <laughs> there's, there's the other side of that coin. And kind of like the stadium thing, does it really matter? The stadium size. No. How many? Because all he does is win. Right. And so who who cares about the it's, fumbles, fumble recovery? It's what the New Heights podcast calls the LeBron stat. Yeah. Just numbers pulled at random. Like, oh, he's got the most fumbles. Well, anytime the quarterback gets the snap and drops the ball, that's a fumble. So if he picks it up, that's a recovery. Yeah. So very, and it's not his fault that Creed Humphrey had some really low snaps in that game. So it's like, it's kind of one of those uh, interesting. It's humorous, but I don't think it, it's like the stadium size. In the grand scheme, it's like, Nah, nobody, not that he's playing poorly in these games. Nobody really cares. It's not It's not a yeah. big deal. Uh, also, the Chiefs will hold their victory parade in Kansas City tomorrow, by the way. All painful things. Makes total it's sense. It's painful to hear that, yeah. but it's it's reality. Okay, I got Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, real quick. Sure. Did a 180 on... It's not that he's not bringing anybody back to Las Vegas. Remember, he said, this is a business trip. I'll bring everybody back. Yeah, the whole partying at 5 o'clock in the morning <laughs> means that I think they got theirs in. Yeah, I think they, they made, well, Travis Kelsey certainly did. Yeah, he, we, him we and Taylor that. got their partying in for sure. Also, if you're a Jets fan, can be really excited about this. Geeked, yeah. New unis in 2024, but wait a minute, maybe not entirely because it's not going to be an entirely new look that uh, Jets owner Woody Johnson Said his team will have a new look for 2024. He announced on social media they'll unveil new uniforms, though. According to this report from Pro Football Talk, it will not entirely be a new look. The team wore an alternate white jersey that was a throwback to the uniform from the 80s and the 90s and opening out against the Bills on other occasions last season. They uh, used their primary look. They'll be making that their primary look for next season. 
Team announced will be revealing green and black uniforms to go along with the white ones. They'll be coming up in April. So it's all looks we've kind of already seen from yeah, the Jets. It's either the Joe Namath look. Which is classic and which really is good. classic and fantastic with the white helmets. The Chad Pennington look also. Vinny Interceptiverdi look. Or it's the late career Boomer Esiason just gang green Jets look like they have right now. Like, what exactly are you going to be able to do different? Yeah, like, there's only so much you can do with and, green and white. Unless you just unless you just blow it up, right? With an entirely different logo, and yeah. and then you, you got to keep the colors because Gang Green is an awesome nickname. Yeah, you can't get rid of that, so it's got to have green in it somewhere. Yeah. I'm still curious of what the Broncos' plans are for new uniforms. Mm-hmm. What what does that mean? Probably a black alternate, like everybody else. Which stop. Remember when black uniforms were all the rage, particularly the Falcons? Mm-hmm. Falcons, Cardinals, yeah. Jets. The Cardinals actually looks, they, they're, theirs look pretty good. Yeah, I with like the their, black helmet, it looks pretty awesome. I like I like that look better mm-hmm. than their traditional white helmet with the yeah. angry Cardinal on it and, and all that. Jacksonville, Carolina. Yeah. I kind of like Carolina with the black helmets. They were okay. But you can't, you can't have everybody have a black helmet. Carolina's got an awesome blue, though. It, I know, but like, they, why, why go with, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, just this is the thing that always bothers me is monochrome does not work in the NFL. Works at college for whatever reason, does not work at the NFL level. Like, just go with one color of pants and switch out the jerseys. I don't need everybody looking like Oregon out here. Oh, we got 14 different color combinations in 17 yeah, and I, games. And I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I, Not the, everybody yeah. needs a black alternate. Some teams, like, like I said, I think Arizona Cardinals in the black mm-hmm. look really good. Because I think their regular uniforms are pretty boring, pretty dull. Yeah. And I get Especially there's like, now. Like, I get there's without a lot of tra- the accents on them? Yeah, yeah. I get there's a lot of tradition there going back to the days in St. Louis. I just think they're very boring. But a flat uniforms. red jersey, flat red pants, white numerals, white helmet. That is a boring look. It's just like, Did you create that on Madden? Like yeah. Madden 98, not even a new Madden. Madden 02 or something with Eddie George on the cover. Yeah, I, I just, in the case of the Jets, this is not anything earth shattering. Mm-hmm. It's what we've, you know, it's. And yeah. what we've seen before from them. And if you're the Broncos, and this may be sacrilege, bear with me. Okay, go ahead. Go with the color rush orange, not the standard orange. The, the lighter, softer orange, a little more flat, is a better look. Than kind of like the burnt orange or whatever. Than the, the bright burnt orange. Go with the color rush that went with the snow-capped helmets and white pants. That's a great look. That is a great look. Go with the white helmets with the old blue D. Like we saw with yep. snow-capped helmets. And, and and that's, I imagine that's probably what we're going to mm-hmm. see, I would assume. Lighten up the blue, soften up the orange. Solid look. Yeah, go back to more of the, the blue that mm-hmm. they had in the, in the 70s, into the 80s. Yep, 70s, 80s. 
As yeah. much as it gives me PTSD for the drive. I know. Still a good look. Still a, yeah, that's a, that's a better look. Mm-hmm. And the softer orange, I yep. think, is outstanding. I think that's a great look. All right, so around the NFL, uh, we'll wrap it up with uh, the Broncos and uh, the Broncos' unofficial mouthpiece, Mike Kliss, has confirmed that Jim Leonard will be the Broncos' defensive backs coach. Uh, also, Dan Graziano from ESPN confirming that as well. And so we, we talked about the, the reports are out that Jim Leonard was going to replace Christian Parker, who joined Vic Fangio's staff in Philadelphia. So uh, Jim Leonard, respected by a lot of people around the league, Played one season as a member of the Denver Broncos, but had a a 12-year NFL career as a player, but also spent time uh, on the staffs in Buffalo and the New York Jets as well. I think for a lot of people, probably better known as the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin than he was the Badgers interim head coach. So uh, Jim Leonard uh, will take over the Broncos secondary. where He's got some really good pieces to work with. Uh, Pro Bowl cornerback Patrick Sertan II, along with all-pro safety Justin Simmons. But the Broncos' secondary is 22nd against the pass last season. Vance Joseph, Broncos' defense, while they had that really good five-game stretch, they also had a devastating 70-point game against the Miami Dolphins as well. But uh, Jim Leonard looks like this is a a really good hire, really good addition to the Broncos' coaching staff with him coming in. Yeah, I like it. I think it's going to help out that secondary. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. All right, 818, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Text or call us 970-242-1340. And uh, it's time to play Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. Know your sports TV shows and movies? Let's play Stadium Cinema on the team. Yes, up for grabs today is a downtown double play with Triple Play. $20 gift certificate to our friends uh, Rock and Matt, downtown Triple Play Records, and... A uh, small antipasto salad, courtesy of our friends at Junction Square Pizza, also on Main Street, downtown Grand Junction. First correct answer on the text line. These are text-only answers, by the way. Uh, 970-242-1340. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. No age restriction. If you don't want the prizes, sit it out. But who wouldn't want either to round out your disc golf bag, if you will, get some vinyl. If you're still doing CDs, if you love that, Ripping the cellophane. You love that smell. That like me. You can do that. Triple Play Records. Hey, and don't forget, too, that, that uh, every Monday at the Mesa Theater, right next to Triple Play yeah, Records, they the have their, their putting green, the little putting league that they mm-hmm. have. Uh, you can sign up at 630, starts at 7 o'clock every Monday. Right at, uh, next door yep. to where you're going to cash in your gift certificate. If you correctly identify this sports movie. Would you like a cookie, son? What do you know? They're little footballs. I was really... That's stupid easy. I think that's, yeah, insanely easy. Yes. All right, so once again, if you've won the last two weeks, please sit it out. And uh, otherwise, that's it. There's no age restriction yeah. on this. And you can get qualified for the never-ending contest to win $5,000 in fencing or $5,000 toward a pergola from England oh, that fencing, kind of fencing in Montrose. No, not... I thought the sword fighting. That'd be not awesome. Like, no, not like Princess Bride. Oh. No, not like that, dude. No. Or Olympic fencing. No. Nothing like that. My daughter, Rachel, she did fencing for a while. That was with the foil. It was interesting. It was kind of cool, actually. Isn't Bruce Dickinson a fencer, too? He might be. I don't know. He probably is, knowing All the things he's such a renaissance guy. He's a jet pilot. Right. Uh, But every every other metal band's bourgeois. (laughs) Says the commercial pilot fencer guy. Exactly. All right, 820. 
And uh, we have, of course, the uh, Lions Club Carnival and Parade coming up this Saturday. Starts at 1 o'clock with the carnival around 5 o'clock. We got uh, Austin, as president of the Grand Junction Lions Club, and Brad McLeod. McLeod. Good to see you, Brad. How you doing? Jimmy, it's always good to see you. Thanks for letting us sneak into the studio this morning. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming in this morning, and thanks for talking about the, the Lions Club Parade and Carnival. And I've been told by McLeod you're you're going to be running the show here, Austin. So you are the president. So. I am. I am the president. <laughs> we, Brad, Brad is saying we have to defer. Me. We have to defer to you. So yeah, um, no, I've been president since last ju- last July, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, our club, we got about eighty members in club, and and uh, this year's just been more fun than ever. We're super excited for our carnival this Saturday. Uh, can't wait to get started. All right, so there's always a theme. I know Brad always loves it where he can, I don't know, occasionally wear ladies' garments on occasion. Well, I'm, I'm one of the few lions that's never dressed in drag. And, Jim, you, we've known thought, each other long thought, enough. Let's, let's face were, it. I thought, I thought that was your, that was your thing. Yeah. You, like, you like to get in costume. I'm sorry. I love getting in the costume. And there's a long history of lions dressing in drag. But as bow-legged as I am, and everything, we know I'm an ugly woman anyways. And when you're as bow-legged as I am, you should never dress So who's the, who's the prettiest man to dress up in drag? In recent history? They, they, they can probably pull it off. And Alan Workman Alan is not Workman. a pretty man, but he does it well. <laughs> he does it well. <laughs> if you look very, very far away, if he's very, very far it's away. It's Monet. That's right. You're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can probably, you can kind of pull that out to get close. Oh, no, 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 no. That's No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work at all. So the, what is the theme this year, guys? So our theme, uh, we tried to mix it up. Um, and our theme this year is We Built This City. We're going with a construction theme to kind of give honor to the over $8 million Lions Club has given away to local nonprofits over the past 95 years. So that's what we're doing. We built this city. So will you guys be doing as a duet the the Starship song, the classic, we built this city on rock and roll. Will you, will you be doing that, by the way? During oh, the yeah. You, you know, would not believe Austin's voice. I'm just going to leave okay. it at that. Okay. You would not believe I'm looking what it sounds like when he I'm sings. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, man. <laughs> it's great. Check out our YouTube channel, Grand Junction Lions Club. It's, it's true. It's true. All, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, the, the, all, the, all the incredible commercials you guys have uh, put together over the years. They're infamously bad and good. Right. Yes. They're, they're, they're so bad. We have a low budget, Jim. They're, they're, they're so bad. They're delightful. <laughs> kind of like the budget we have here on the Jim Davis <laughs> exactly. show. I it's, think uh, we planned it, filmed it, and executed in less than 25 minutes. Roughly. Yeah, that's pretty good. In a uh, dirt parking lot. Crank them out, man. Just keep cranking them out. <laughs> 25 minutes. It's That's impressive. Yeah. So uh, we, we have always at the carnival lots of fun games to play, but also it raises a, a lot of money for nonprofits, and that's what it's always about with uh, Grand Junction Lions Club and the, and the carnival and the parade. Yeah. So we have this year 15 recipients that uh, we're giving our money to. Um, all, all of our recipients are nonprofits and uh, capital gain investment projects. So these, we're, we're helping build things that are going to last. Um, some of my favorite is the Hope West Youth Grieving Program. We're helping them with new furniture and, fix, and light fixtures. Merrillac Health, Merrillac Health Clinic, uh, that's the new clinic going up in Clifton. We're helping them with their new building. Uh, Special Olympics Colorado. They're always out here at uh, Suplesio. And so we're getting them a big shade tent because... Man, it gets hot in the summer on that. Term. Yeah, for the state games when they come to town. Yep. Yeah, they, yep. they really need that uh, that protection. So, uh, I, and this is just 15. Uh, this is more than we've ever given away this year. Um, big shout out to all those that 
continue to buy your Lions Club year uh, tickets year after year. Um, can't thank you guys enough. And so you mentioned the tickets, Austin. Yeah. How do, how do we get said tickets? Well, you, Club you find Carnival. any handsome devil um, wearing these big yellow I'm a lo- Cran Junction Lion Carnival Lion, and they should be locked and loaded with plenty of tickets to sell you. We got tickets ranging from 10 20 25 50 100 and $250 books, all filled with wonderful coupons to uh, very generous local businesses that want to support our cause, as well as uh, entries to win over our 200 different prizes. All right, so look for someone with the yellow button on. I'm a carnival lion, big yellow button with the purple lion on it. And right there, boom, get your tickets. Say somebody doesn't run into a Lions Club member, how do they get their tickets? So you can also reach out to us via our Facebook page, um, which is a really good way to do it. If you send us an instant message, we'll make sure to find a way to make contact with you and get somebody to you. Um, We'll also be setting up all day at the convention center on Friday. And then, obviously, we've got the parade at 1 o'clock on Saturday downtown. We will be selling tickets the entire route of the parade, we'll be selling them the whole day on Saturday downtown, and we'll be selling them on the floor at the convention center. So there's multiple opportunities to be able to get those raffle tickets if need be. All right, so Brad, last time out, yeah. about how many how many dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars did you guys provide to the carnival last time for organizations? So last year we did just a little over $130,000. Lion uh, President Austin indicated this year we've got a, a small matching grant coming in from District 51 for a couple of the school district programs that we're doing. Um, and we'll be doing just over $155,000 this year in prize donations. And all of that goes right back into the community. The thing that we do that's backwards is we guarantee the money or we tell them we're going to give them the grant. And then we go out and raise the money, uh, which is kind of our incentive. It's a little backwards. Um, but that's why we work so hard to be able to do the stuff we do. And and this is the 95th Annual Carnival. So in the 95 years that we've been doing this carnival, we've given back more than $8 million to the community through the money that we've given from Little Leagues to parks to uh, the Cancer uh, Center over at Community Hospital a few years ago. Um, it's really hard to find some place that we haven't had a thumbprint and been able to make a positive impact in the community. So please get out and support the Grand Junction Lions Club Carnival and Parade. The parade starts at 1 o'clock on Main Street this Saturday. And then uh, Carnival starts at the convention store, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock yep. uh, on Saturday for that. And uh, go to the Facebook page if you if don't run into a Lions Club member uh, to get your tickets for the Lions Club Parade and Carnival this Saturday downtown Grand Junction. Austin, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Brad, appreciate it. Always always good to see you, Brad. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank I'm, you very much. Yeah, always, uh, always great to chatting with you and great job on the mesa games this year doing the pa thank you i had a lot of fun doing that i i kind of think back to this mentor i had that brought me into the whole announcing and radio business and anything around having a voice and this this guy named jim davis who made a huge impact on me when i first moved to town so thank you for all of that i'm gonna have to buy some tickets now aren't i (laughs) (laughs) damn of course of course i'd buy tickets of course you, you, even without that, Brad, even without the kind words, yeah. that, that, that's a given. Hey, uh, appreciate it, guys. Best of luck with the Carnival and Parade on Saturday. Thank you. Thank All right, you. we'll take a break, and we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line, 970-242-1340. Welcome back, 831. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Coming up. We'll give you a chance to win that date night from Fat Cat Pottery down on Main Street since tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And perhaps you have not made plans. And uh, Fat Cat Pottery, Joe and the folks down there, 
they will uh, they they provide the, a perfect environment mm-hmm. for you and your significant other. Five fifty two Main Street, that cat pottery, and it's a gift certificate for you and your significant other. So we'll we'll give that away coming up in just a few minutes. This may be one of my favorite Valentine's Days coming up because we were at the grocery store Sunday morning. My wife's actually we were at breakfast and she's making out the menu for the week, right? Like food planning. And she writes down Wednesday. She's like, I'm going to make this for dinner. I'm like, oh, all right. Didn't think anything of it until yesterday. I'm like, hey, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? She's like, I'm cooking ribeyes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> sauteed mushrooms on deck too this is gonna be great so my question is to you then mm-hmm. so what is your role in this other making than making sure there's as few <laughs> leftovers as possible so no flowers no candy will there be something there's gonna be something she here listens to the show on her way to work okay so so it's supposed to be a big surprise is that the deal it's gonna be a big yeah, surprise it's valentine's day it's a surprise okay there's not at all the only three I things think the you surprise, get on Valentine's Day. I think there'll be the surprise. Would be doing that anything? They'll, you be, yeah. you'll actually do something. I think okay. that will be the the big, gigantic surprise for Don't want to spoil it. <laughs> don't want to get out of character. Don't want to be a personality uh, I'm not, but also don't want to spoil it. Okay. I, I don't want to ruin your, your perfect Valentine's yep. Day. I don't want to do that. Ribeyes and sauteed mushrooms at home. I don't have to go and talk to anybody. Do we have a winner, by the way? We do. Okay, so we have a winner for Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Our buddy Kenny first in the door identifying Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Other little footballs. Other little footballs. What do you know? Still a really good movie. Dan Marino is making the rounds last week, too. Lots of commercials. Two or three commercials. Uh, the, what, Michelob Ultra commercial with, with uh, Messi? Messi yeah. Dan Marina. Which is, which pretty, is pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where it's like all the the people that have almost won Super Bowl. Champions. Almost champions. Yep. Bruce Smith. And, and And Scarlett Johansson. Scar Joe, yep. It was pretty good. That was, pretty, that was a funny well, commercial. Know. They're little footballs. They're little footballs. They're little footballs. I would still like this one better. You are one pathetic loser. That's not from Ace Ventura. It's the same guy. But it's, yeah, it's Jim Carrey. If you want to watch a weird documentary. The one they filmed when he was playing Andy Kaufman, Man on the Moon, they filmed behind the scenes of them making that movie. Can it get weirder than and it was, real and Andy it was Kaufman? Just because he was just, because Carrey refused to, to not be in character. Mm-hmm. And he would interact with everybody as Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Which irritated the crap out of Jerry Lawler, the Which, wrestler. Yes, yes, it did. Who had a good gimmick going with Andy Kaufman for a while. Because there was, oh gosh, the character. Um, oh gosh, they remember there was a character that he played. Oh, that yeah, Kaufman yeah, yeah. did that the Lawler just absolutely hated. It was the anti-wrestling, wrestling is stupid character. Yeah, it was Bob. Okay. A lot of people play in their real lives about wrestling. Oh, was it Bob? Oh, what's his name? It was Bob. Bob Zamuda. Oh, yeah. I think we were Tony Clifton. He was Tony. It was Tony Clifton. Bob Zamuda was Tony Clifton. And then 
And so he hated that character. And then uh, you had Andy Kaufman, who dressed up as Tony Clifton mm-hmm. and got into a Lawler. And yeah, it was just gag. It's a, it's a very interesting documentary. And um, I don't know how folks, uh, like Paul Giamatti, because he was in that movie. Yeah. I'm showing Paul Giamatti at times. And Paul Giamatti would just have these looks on his face like, I don't know if I really should have signed up for this. I don't know if I should have taken this part. Which is saying something because a lot of actors have weird idiosyncrasies. Like like Daniel Day-Lewis was acted like Abraham Lincoln the entire time they filmed Lincoln. He's one of those method yeah. actor guys. Just yeah, really, really immerses himself in the yeah. role. Jared Leto, not a letter act, uh, method actor. He's just kind of tool, but just kind of a weird he's guy. kind of one of those Exactly. Guys. Yeah, it's like if this, if Jim Carrey making people go, um, this is weird. I think it's my like Christian Bale, who's not necessarily method in terms of I'd be in the character the whole time, but the Man, dram- the commitment, the dramatic weight loss, weight gain, weight. Yeah, exactly. Dropping his voice. I'm Batman. I'm going to rattle some cages. Which more and more gradually got worse, the voice. <laughs> it's a, it did. It's not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. But the hero we need. It's like, I'd like to get him a Socrates. I'd like to get him a cough drop. Can we get him a Halls? <laughs> Is there a Ricola uh, laying around somewhere? Ricola. A Ricola, please, for Mr. Bale. Please, he could use one. See, that would All be right. a perfect Super Bowl commercial for Christian Bale. That'd be great. And I could see he's, he's the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah. I could see he would do that in that moment. He was very good in the most recent Thor movie. There's lots of that movie that is, but he was good as Gore the God Butcher. Which I have not seen yet. At some point I will. One thing we didn't talk about with Wyatt Thompson about the AP Top 25. Mm -hmm. A team is in the Top 25 that hasn't been there since Larry Bird made them popular. Yeah, Indiana State. Indiana State, nine-game winning streak. They're number 23 right now. And it's their first time in the ranking since Larry Bird was there, 78-79 season. The Hick from French Lick. The Hick from French Lick. You know who else is in the top 10 floating, or not top 10, but top 25 that I was interested in? Like Dayton is ranked. Yes, number 16 right now. Florida Atlantic. They've kind of been poking around, but they're in there. Colorado State's in the coaches' poll. But not in the AP poll. Not in the AP poll. No. Well. Which is rude, but, yeah. (laughs) It's like, come on. Yeah. Coaches love them. Why, why, what's wrong with you, Coaches AP? Coaches know what's going on. What's wrong with you, AP? Got to see that, what was it, San Jose State the other night? They were on FS1. It was nice to uh, put a little eyeballs on Colorado State Absolutely. on the rare occasion. Yes. 838, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Should we go ahead and give it away right now, the uh, Fat Cat Pottery? Yeah, let's for, do it. For Valentine's Day and uh, Fat Cat Pottery. They're located at uh, 552 Main Street, downtown Grand Junction. And it's uh, for you and your significant other, whether it's tomorrow for Valentine's Day or or another day, a little date night. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take we'll take the tenth text on this, and uh, text in your first name, last name, and put Fat Cat on it. Yeah. And the the tenth texture will win that uh, date night for two at Fat Cat Pottery, five fifty two Main Street. Uh, you can uh, always swing by and talk to Joe and the folks there. 970-549-1095, by the way, for Fat Cat Pottery downtown. They got gift cards, all kinds of cool stuff at Fat Cat Pottery. All right, so the 10th texture, first name, last name, 
and uh, put Fat Cat on your text to 970-242-1340. Okay, coming up next, uh, we'll go uh, pole dancing. Top five, our predictions, top five NFL next year. Uh, also, our, our top five halftime artists we'd like to see perform at the Super Bowl. And five places we'd like to see the Super Bowl play that, once again, kind of like the halftime acts, that, that hasn't happened yet. But maybe it will. Or maybe not with some of these places. Who knows? All right, 840, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. We got it together, didn't we? All right, coming to the stage, it's Amber. Remember, everybody, $14 Comic-Cons. Let me ask you a question. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? Get those dollar bills out. It's time for pole dancing. All right, so it's pole dancing today. We actually have three different pole dancings today. We have... uh, our five picks, favorites to win the Super Bowl in 2025. Also, the five acts we'd love to see play at halftime of the Super Bowl that have not ever, that have never played the Super Bowl halftime show. And five cities that we think should get to host the Super Bowl that have never hosted. So here we go. It's uh, time for pole dancing. And we'll start out uh, number five. Our five favorites to win the Super Bowl in 2025. Team that made the playoffs. Team that, um, well, I I think has nothing but positive uh, momentum going forward. Team that won at Dallas. Team that nearly beat San Francisco. Young football team. We've got the Green Bay Packers as my number five team Mm. to win the Super Bowl. Intriguing. I don't have the Packers on my list. I, it's not that it was an oversight. Just I was going through. I, I'm like, okay, this team and this team and this team. Oh, that's five. All right. Okay, so, that's it. Yeah. My fifth team is a team that lost last year's Super Bowl. Still has a lot of the same pieces. Made the playoffs this year. I think they have a decent chance. Top five chance, obviously. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Don't have the Eagles on my list. I think there's some uncertainty there about about their direction. But I do, I do have San Francisco, this last Sunday's runner-up. Still a great defense. Brock Purdy's going to be a year better. Maybe Kyle Shanahan will clean some things up and how he coaches. But I've got San Francisco as my number four team. So do I. I don't like the fact that they are kind of a, a coach away, I guess. That sounds rude, but they are coaching decisions away from being Super Bowl champions, and I don't think that gets better with time unless you go somewhere else like Andy Reid or Gary Kubiak or John Fox, even though he never actually won it the second time through. I don't think that gets better. So I have San Francisco number four. I have Baltimore number three. Got the MVP. They got that great defense. At some point, you just feel like you got an emerging player in Zay Flowers. They, they need a few more weapons for Lamar. Didn't help that Mark Andrews was was hurt and didn't come back until the mm-hmm. AFC Championship game. I do think there's a lot of really good pieces there for, 
for John Harbaugh. Right. I have them as my number three team. And uh, say Flowers. Just just run straight forward, man. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Uh, I have Baltimore number three as well. I've got Kansas City number two. Oh, intrigue. Yeah, that that great defense with Steve Spagnolo. Got to get better when it comes to their perimeter weapons. But a guy like Rasheed Rice will, will be a year older, a year better. But they maybe go out and find a free agent or two from a wide receiver standpoint. You still you got Mahomes, you got Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's coming back. I have I have Kansas City as my number two team. I have uh, the Detroit Lions as my number two team. I think that they are... It, it feels counterproductive to say it. They're a loss away. I feel like they will be able to learn from their loss to San Francisco and close this sort of thing out next time. So I feel like they've gotten the loss that they need to learn from. They just now need to learn from it. And I feel Detroit is number two. See, I don't have to throw my top five because oh. as much as I like them, I just... Well, I don't know. I don't know how how this loss is going to impact them going forward. Hmm. I don't know. That's that's a heck of a gut punch. You blew what a seventeen point lead. Yeah, that's a gut punch. Not going to count them out, but don't have my top five. I just think if, if Joe Burrow's healthy, oh, that's a team I did forget. <laughs> I've got Cincinnati. Yeah, that defense is pretty good. They've got Joe Mixon. They got Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins. I, I just think that, that that's a team that's in a position to get back to a Super Bowl and maybe maybe seal the deal moving forward. Yeah, that's that's the team I totally forgot. My that's, su- that's the fun of this exercise, yeah. though. My Super Bowl favorite for next year is the team that's won the last two, though, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, must, I, I thought about just yelling out there, the champs. The main players are coming too, back. It just seemed too obvious to me mm-hmm. to do that. I want to shake it up a little bit. I want to rattle some cages. Rattle some cages. All right, so five performers we'd love to see play mm-hmm. Super Bowl halftime that have it yet. I'm thinking there's only one of these we're going to We're going to be the same, and that's Metallica. Yes. I've got Metallica yep. as my number five. I have Metallica as my number five as well. That's niche. That's just for my heart. The rest are kind of in my head, thinking about it, you know, the whole thing. But as a wish list, I have to have Metallica on there. Number, number five. Number four, I have Garth Brooks. He sang, remember, he did yeah. the whole debacle with the national anthem the one time with yeah. him? But he's never played halftime. He would be really good. And Garth's my guy. Right under Metallica, Garth is my second favorite recording artist. I don't have him on my list. But that's not because I don't want to see it. I just kind of, I went on the realistic side. And then I'm going to say my number four is Queen and Adam Lambert. I don't know how realistic that is, but had The Who, had U2, The Rolling Stones, a lot of British acts. But who more stadium rock than Queen? See, if, if Freddie was still alive? 100%. 100%. I'm just... Top the top. Adam the Lambert, he's okay. I'm just... To me, it's not the same. Yeah. So I don't I don't have them in there. You know who's great live? And his stuff, I think, would translate well. Mm-hmm. And that's Beck. Beck would be seen okay. him live. 
Wasn't not. sure how good he would be live. Mm-hmm. Thought he was more of a studio guy. He's brilliant live. Hmm. Is he going to dance around and do all that? No. But I, I think I think Beck would be a lot of fun at a halftime. That's interesting. That's kind of off-the-wall kind of guitar rock person. My off-the-wall guitar rock person. Joan Jett. She'd be fun. She'd be great. She would be heck of a lot of fun. I have her number three. Number two, John Baptiste, who was on Stephen Colbert's show. Okay. Of extremely talented musician. Guy can dance. Uh, starting to build a little bit. He was up for some Grammys. Starting mm-hmm. to build a little bit of a national known resume. Heard his name a little bit more here last year. Yeah, so. he would, He would. I think, be a fantastic halftime show. Guy that just put out a new song. I think he's got enough energy in some of his catalog to fill a halftime show. Doesn't need to go anywhere. Just stick Billy Joel at a piano at midfield and call yeah. it good. New song's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. It's Billy Joel. Yeah. And then my number one, Brandon Flowers and the Killers. Really? The Killers would kill it at halftime of the Super Bowl. Popping uh, up, yeah. rocking up. I think Killers would be phenomenal. I think a guy that should get a lot more run with the charity work he does and doesn't, unfortunately. Dave Grohl and the Foos. They would be great Foo as well. Fighters, that's my number one. They would be awesome. They're mainstream enough, I think, to be able to carry. I think it would be I think it'd be pretty awesome. I, I agree with that one Foos as well. As the halftime. And another one I, I love it and put on the list. The Black Keys would be fun. I almost put them on the list too. The Black Keys I would was, be awesome. I was close. They would be awesome. Yep. All right, so top five cities that have not hosted a Super Bowl we think should get to host one. Mm-hmm. Number five, Chicago for me. Now, their stadium situation, what's going to happen? Are they going to build a new one? I want to forget about that. Right. I mean, it's the Monsters of the Midway. It's it's Chicago. It's yeah. it's a major city in this country that's never hosted a Super Bowl. I, I get it. It's cold weather. The New York experience, Broncos, Seahawks may have, pardon the pun, cooled mm-hmm. the NFL on a cold weather city for the Super Bowl outdoors. I think Chicago would be cool to have one of the, you know, one of the, the historic franchises to finally get to host a Super Bowl. I agree, and is a problem we were running into. We talked about during the break. Kind of cold weather is all we're left with. Yeah, they, I mean, if it's a dome or warm weather, they've played there, so we're trying to go somewhere different. I have Chicago on my list, and I have them higher because of the possibility that their new stadium may have a roof. So we'll get to that. But on the other side of the. Well, you know, there's only 60-some-odd thousand seats in Las Vegas. I say just pick a college stadium that has 100,000 seat capacity. Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa, Columbus, even that hole in the ground in Ann Arbor. You're even willing to have a Super Bowl at Ann Arbor? 110,000 people into the Super Bowl? That would be pretty neat. That would be pretty cool. That's a good one. That's my number five. Number four, I've got Nashville. They're on my list. A lot, of, a lot of things to do there. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. They did great with the draft. Yes, they did. I have Denver. It's the number four. Spread I have Denver. out. You have Denver on the list. But. Yeah. There's plenty of room for people. Plenty of hotel rooms. Nice stadium. Very uh, good-ish light rail system to get people from the tech center 
east side of town, north, all to the stadium so you don't have to clog up the one and a half parking lots it feels like they have down there. I have Denver number four. Okay, number three. I'm going to just go three, two, one for me okay. since we're running short here. Seattle. Yep. Buffalo is going to get a new stadium. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And my Denver Broncos, Denver, for all the things you just referenced. So four of ours are essentially the same. Yeah. I have Seattle number three. I love your college idea, though. Yeah. That's great. Chicago number two, and I think Nashville is the number one spot. All right, so there you go. It's a pole dancing today. If you got some thoughts on uh, yours, which ones you would pick for halftime or to host a Super Bowl, send it to us on the team line, 970-242-1340. Do we have a winner for Fat Cat Pottery, by the way? We do. Okay, very good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Once again, big thanks to uh, Fat Cat Potter on Main Street for the little uh, Valentine's lifeline they're going to throw to you today. Yeah, absolutely. It's a $50 gift certificate to Fat Cat Pottery going to Andrew. Congratulations to Andrew and Mrs. Andrew. All right, very good. So finally, one thing this hour. Wrigley Field, Colorado Sports Trivia. Of course, mm-hmm. the home of the 15-minute uh, lunch at Wrigley Field. They don't serve it to you in 15 minutes. You get it at half price. Here's the question for a $15 gift certificate to Wrigley Field. What was the name of the Rockies' original spring training field? First correct answer wins. What was the name of the Rockies' original spring training field? Get it to us on the team line, 970-242-1340. So uh, send that to us right now. Once again. What was the name of the Rockies' original spring training field? Send us the answer right now to win that $15 gift certificate to Wrigley Field on North Avenue, just a little bit east of Stoker Stadium and Sam Saplazio Field. All right, next hour, we'll have Mav Day, brought to you by Cutter Craft Coffee and Beer House at 1144 North 12th Street in Glenwood. And uh, next hour, we'll talk with Chris Hanks. It's the uh, leadoff week, weekend for the Mavericks with... Uh, Montana State Billings coming in on Thursday. We'll also talk with Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach, and Taylor Wagner. Plus, uh, through Cutterbutt Craft Coffee and Beer, you'll have a chance to play Herd Trivia. To win a coffee or a beer, one a week at Cutterbutt Craft Coffee and Beer House, 1144 North 12th Street and Glenwood. So uh, make sure you listen for that coming up next hour. Also, Mav Day as well, heading your way next hour. All right, uh, don't, a quick programming uh, reminder. Coming up tonight, we'll have high school basketball. Palisade playing host to Eagle Valley. Our coverage will start at 5.15. Girls tip it at 5.30 to the boys at 7 o'clock tonight. Brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm. And over on the Monkey, 97.1 in Delta. Both Delta basketball teams play at Coleridge tonight with coverage starting at 5.15 with Mark Kander. We'll take a break, come back with Hour 3.